Welcome back, everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. With the man always with his finger on the pulse of innovation, our host, the head of the chamber, Ruben Franco. Welcome, sir. Thanks, Paul. And welcome to everybody out there uh, listening in today. We're, we're privileged to have Daniel Walker, who's the chairman and CEO of Farmers and Merchants Bank, one of the great banks that we have here um, in Southern California, a longtime bank. And uh, we want to say appreciate uh, appreciation to Farmers and Merchants Bank for supporting Hispanic Heritage Month, which starts tomorrow. So thank you for supporting the podcast that we have coming up over the next uh four weeks and we really appreciate you doing that and farmers and merchants stepping up and doing that and uh we like to start off our podcast and our podcast is called uh you know our community podcast where our community is your community we're trying to get people to understand what uh, our community is and bring bring that out to them and we really appreciate you being here and we but we do like to start our podcasts all the time with you just telling us a little bit personally about yourself Daniel, tell us a little bit about, about you and your family. Thank you very much for having us here today, and what a great privilege uh, that we have in, in supporting uh, this National Hispanic Heritage for this month. Daniel Walker, fourth generation in Farmers and Merchants Bank, business started by my great-grandfather in 1907, 115 years of business. Truly uh, a privilege and a blessing for us to have the opportunity to operate Farmers and Merchants Bank and and uh, enjoy what we do here in Southern California. 25 locations, all the way from Santa Barbara to San Clemente, with us opening up three new locations here just in Orange County here in the coming 18 months. So that's kind of the the brief news that we have. Well, that's that's exciting. And why was the bank started initially? What What was the impetus to start Farmers and Merchants Bank? I have a, at least a 30-minute presentation on the history of the bank, but truly it starts back in 1906 when uh, C.J. Walker was helping uh, a bank that was uh, running into financial problems. He solved those problems, settled uh, the 2,000 citizens of Long Beach, and, and felt that truly he needed a bank that was supporting the community of Long Beach. So on November 23, 1907, he started the Farmers and Merchants Bank of Long Beach, and we have gone forward from there. The values of the bank are truly right from the beginning of honesty, integrity, the home, the church, service above self. And so these are the values that were started with C.J. Walker that continue on to here today. Most of our audience knows that I'm a former banker myself, worked for some smaller banks, but actually bigger banks. but. A great industry for helping entrepreneurs. So, what gets you up in the morning? Wanting to help businesses and entrepreneurs and just families as, as they go through their days. When you're dealing with Farmers and Merchants Bank, where, as I said earlier, as we were chatting, the, we're in the now 12 billion in assets, places us in the top 100 banks out of the 5,000 that are across the United States. A great responsibility to make sure that the culture of the bank to serve the customer, 
to have individuals available at all of our offices to answer questions, to manage, to take care of the activities that are required from the local community and from our local citizens each day. Those are the first things that get me up in the morning. And then you have just the most unusual situations that happen. Local attorney called us last week, said, the bank I've been dealing with for a number of years won't open my account till next Tuesday. I need to make this check deposited today. Can you help me? Yes, come right in. We will open the account today. These are the, the simple things that banking is supposed to be. And it seems that our peers and competitors are, are making it complex when, when you have our latest campaign, Tradition and Technology. When you focus on the tradition of what Farmers and Merchants Bank has been for 115 years, and then you plug in or we adapt to today's technology so that you can be online to us, you can focus on us, you can contact us, we can be there in person. These are the benefits of Farmers and Merchants Bank and, and our commitment to all of our communities and to our customers. So the technology doesn't become, because a lot of times technology becomes a barrier to being a part of your customers, right? It looks like, in your case, it's more of an enhancement of just making sure that your customers are even closer to you. Is that kind of what you envision with your technology? Yeah, I think a really nice example I had here the other day was uh, a group of brothers. They're 19, 20, 21, and we were chatting, and I was asking them, how do you do your banking? They said, well... We suffer with our banking because we do it over our phone, we do it over our, our iPads and computers. And they said, but we don't have a relationship. And I said, that is really important. Number one, brick and mortar is still an important aspect to banking. And having to be able to walk into the bank, called by name, said hello to, happy that you're here, what is it that you need, these are the important aspects of what we want to accomplish at any moment that you walk into Farmers and Merchants Bank. We, we term it white glove service, and that's really what we're trying to identify in relationship to having the banks and the, the personnel inside those banks all the time available to serve you. I think you said you currently have 25 bank centers and you have three more online. Is that, is that correct? Very true. 25 locations uh, operating every day and operated every day all the way through the pandemic. That was comical as banks around us were closing their doors and, and saying they can't serve and we were open every day. I am so proud of our employees that served our institution offline or uh, from home and then yet they showed up at the office every day. Sure, we were like everybody else. You have to wear a mask and you have to do your business and you, and you get things right. done. You adapt and, and you move forward. And I'm so proud of, of Farmers and Merchants employees as they were taking on that challenge because they wanted the relationship to be there face-to-face. -face. Tell us a little bit more about, you mentioned employees. Tell us a little bit more about employees. Why, why that's so important to running uh, an organization such as yours? The employees themselves is, uh, is a key ingredient to our success. We uh, allow our employees to associate themselves with the charities that surround their particular offices. We uh, allow them to uh, be on the boards of the nonprofits. We allow them to be at the office or not be at the office because those are the call of the days. If you don't have a relationship, then you can't 
have a true banking environment. Yeah. And that's what, that's what is being missed today, and that's what we are offering today. Oh, that's great. And you mentioned charities. Tell us why being a part of charities and, and being philanthropic matters to Farmers and Merchants Bank. The best example I like to give is C.J. Walker, the founder of the bank, walking to the Farmers and Merchants Bank downtown Long Beach, passing the local market. And what he does is he hands the owner of the market $20. Now, this is 1907. $20 is a, yeah. is a big bill. And he said... When somebody comes by that needs an apple, needs a piece of fruit, offer it to them, let's get it done. There's a lot of folks that that need help out here. It isn't any different today. We have a lot of connections to charities because we know that everyone needs help sometime. I like to say in, in evaluating families that do business with us, every family is gonna have the individual that has a bad day crashes a car, does something that, that we don't approve, or falls off the edge, as we like to say. And yet you need to be there to support that entire piece for a lifetime. And that's what we have. When you bank with farmers and merchants, you're banking not only for today, but for the rest of your life, for your kids' lives, grandkids' lives. I like to tell the story when the PPP loans were taking mm-hmm. place. Sure. And a gentleman walked up to me and says, hey, do you guys do PPP loans? And I said, yes, we do. But you don't bank with us today. He says, no. I said, so I want you to bank with us. And I want your sister and your sister out of Texas and your mother. And I want every relationship you have. Those are the ways that we can serve you best. And that's how we, we accomplish our goals. That's great. How long have you been in banking personally? <laughs> I started banking uh, in June of 1975, full-time. Okay. I still remember my grandfather interviewing me that day in his office downtown, hiring me. We negotiated a tremendous salary. I think it was $800 a month, and off I went. I'm still here today. The plus side is my grandfather passed away or left us in 1994, and he literally would call me every day of the week and talk to me about banking, talk to me about what's happening. This is what the company's doing. This is what the culture is. This is what we need to implant throughout the entire bank. It was the greatest education I could have in banking to be uh, mentored by the, the chairman and CEO at that particular time. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty rare, right? Pretty amazing story. If you're just joining us today, uh, we have Daniel Walker, who's the CEO and chairman of Farmers and Merchants Bank. We're going to break away for just a short message. And we just want to thank our sponsor today, which is Farmers and Merchants Bank. They were founded in Long Beach in 1907 by C.J. Walker. And since then, they've provided white glove service to clients at 25 branches from San Clemente to Santa Barbara, as well as through robust online and mobile banking platforms. Pretty simple to find out and how they can help you. Just visit www.fmb.com. That's FMB for Farmers and Merchants Bank. Back to you, Ruben. Thank you, Paul. Maybe not everybody got to see it, but your eyes light up when you were talking about (laughs) uh, your grandfather and your start in banking. What advice do you have? We have a youth chamber of commerce, a lot of young people that are made up of university-age students. What advice do you have for young people who want to get into banking or at least inquire about getting into banking? There's a lot of different areas within the banking environment that you can enjoy. If we just 
talk about the, the technology side. It's a huge part of banking. It requires a lot of attention, and, and that's a, a rising career for a lot of individuals. The lending side of the business is also a very important aspect. So from that standpoint, uh, we take on employees. We look to raise you in the business, build you a career, uh, build you a, a lifetime opportunity if you want to join us on either one of those career sides. Uh, we have a security portfolio that needs a lot of management as mm -hmm. well. So there's the fixed income side. There's the daily enjoyment of just being a teller. As a teller, you get to stand and greet and enjoy and serve and solve, solve just that moment for everybody that comes into the bank. Being a teller is a, I'll tell you, is, is a wonderful experience. If it's your first job and that's what you want to be done, then apply to Farmers and Merchants. We train you, we educate you, we prepare you for your position. And then the best part of that is that you can move forward in a career into other parts of the banking that you might find challenging or you might enjoy. I encourage every new employee that I actually get a chance to speak to as they go through their indoctrination to enjoy banking and to enjoy what they're doing. And then the keys to growing in business, and it's banking or whatever business you're in, is communication. You need to be able to communicate clearly to the customers you're serving, to your supervisors, to your subordinates. And I always say to the individuals, as you communicate, don't be afraid to advertise yourself. The things you have achieved, the things that you are doing, those are the places of how you move forward in any business too that's great advice because i you know we work with a lot of young people and you know communication is definitely one of the things that we try to to tell them and teach them whether it's writing skills or just speaking skills those are those are things that will take you a long way no matter what industry you're in right so from 1975 till now what are the some of the changes good and bad you've seen in the banking industry changes of good and bad you can go back in time. The bad things are always caused by lending that is inappropriate. Mm, right. Those are the bad things. We saw it in the 1990s. We saw it in the late 2007, 8, 9. Really, it started in 3, 4, 5, 6. Yeah. But those are the negative sides of banking that we don't want to remember. Positive sides of banking is you have farmers and merchants who knows its values, who knows its culture, and is willing to adapt every day to the changes of its customers and to the needs of the customers. Those are the big pluses to banking and the, and the greatest opportunities it provides for you. As we adapt, you have accounts that can be open through your technology. You have the ability for us to go out with an iPad and we, we manage you through the iPad. Mm instead of having papers or documents all the time. Those are the plus sides. I laugh even with my board of directors. Close to 12 years ago, I walked into one of the board meetings and I handed them all an iPad. And I said, your package is on the iPad today. Wow. They all frowned. They said, what is this and how do we work it? <laughs> today, they wouldn't even think of trying to come to a meeting or a board meeting without the iPad sure. or it's comical when we hand them an exhibit sometimes with mm -hmm. paper sure. 
ah, can't we get it on the iPad? So those are the those are the fun sides of what I call adapting. Sure. In relationship to to moving forward as well. So those are the fun parts of of banking yeah. every day. You have a lot of challenges in banking. Interest rates alone, and then I call it government intervention. We talk about compliance or regulations. We are the most regulated industry yeah. in the United States. If you talk about having to adapt, graciously, the bank has adapted and runs an excellent program throughout regulations and compliance, as we have continuous monitoring from our Federal Reserve. So the, those are the things that touch my desk every day, get to enjoy, and the challenges that, uh, that are forthcoming. Well, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I think it was Warren Buffett who said back in 08 and 09 when, you know, why did uh, we have to go and learn uh, new ways to lose money in banking when the old ways were perfectly fine? So <laughs> back to your kind of what you said about lending. But just tell us, I, we have a few more brief moments here. Tell us why it's important for Farmers and Merchants Bank and yourself to work with the Hispanic community. We're opening up our second office at 17th and Main, which is right now under construction. This is a permanent location of Farmers and Merchants Bank, as we have another permanent location on 17th and Cabrillo in Santa Ana. The Hispanic Society is, as we've recognized, is a large, growing society, an environment that is maturing very well. Both technology is helping them. And another part that I see that is growing successfully in the Hispanic society is education. The amount of uh, high schools and colleges that we have here in Southern California and the commitment, let me just go back two generations. Two generations ago, your Hispanic father went out and created a business, worked what I call half days, which is 12 hours a day, of course. Worked more than 12 hours a day making that shoe store, making that business, making that market something. The next generation got a high school education. The next generation gets a college education. And that's where we are today, where we have a great society of, of in the Hispanic world that is now getting the best education and going into these businesses to make them a great, a great environment. One that I think that we're all familiar with is uh, Northgate Markets. Sure, absolutely. And I think that's the story of Northgate Markets. If you go back two generations and look at the father that came from Mexico with his family and where they are today, you talk about Oscar Gutierrez is the CTO, CEO, sorry. And, you know, you you think of him as the college graduate. And now he is pressing a, a business with his brothers and his sisters, they have, what, 60 different markets here in Southern California? And growing. And growing. Yeah. They serve, they like to say, well, we created a market for the Hispanic. We kind of laughed when I was talking with Oscar uh, recently. He says, we have more non-Hispanics banking at our markets than we do Hispanics. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the 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 comical. We're in Southern California, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, he says, uh, we serve everybody. What a great example of how we have that growth coming. And... This is a population that we need to serve. And I think that farmers and merchants' style of banking and commitment to their customers and to who our customers are and to the communities is an exact match. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, we have a lot of great stories like the Gonzalez family and others that 
have done what you talked about. I mean, it's just it's just amazing, and we're we're blessed as an organization to have them as as our members and having farmers and merchants as our members. And I know we're out of time now, but I sincerely wanted to thank you for being here today and spending some time with us and for the partnership that Farmers and Merchants has with us and the Hispanic community. It's just great to see. So we're, you know, from the bottom of my heart, you know, thank you. Thank you for everything. And thank you to everybody that's been out there. Do you want to send any, any last words you want to say? There's so many subjects we didn't hit. I know. <laughs> I know the time is very short. It goes by uh, fast. The one big warning I have in this world is is fraud. Yeah. Be very careful about your fraud. I know that uh, my marketing department created an operation safe. If you even go into our website and go into operation safe, and it saved one person from one fraud, it's a success story for us today. We're very concerned, and we try to safeguard our our customers the best we can. So uh, I throw out that warning to everybody who's yeah. listening today. No, well, nobody is immune. That's great advice because there's people trying to commit it all over the, not just the country, but the world, right? Yeah, bi- so billions of dollars are being right. lost every yeah, year. That's right. Don't count yourself as one of those people that took a loss. Yeah. And safeguard yourself. And anytime you want to talk to any of FNM employees or FNM uh, anybody, we will uh, help you solve those problems. Well, thank you. And thank you once again to... Farmer Merchants Bank, Daniel Walker, for being here and being our guest. And for everybody here today listening to our podcast, where our community is your community. Back to you, Paul. Well, there you have it. Another reason you got to tune in each and every time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center. 